This program is rated D for dog. It contains sniffing, scratching, and doggy themes. Welcome to Top Dog Podcast. I'm Katya. I am Adrian. Hello. Welcome for me too. And you have come to the right place because... It's all about not cats. It's all about dogs. And people who live with or for dogs. What have we got today? Well, we're getting a new haircut. Yes, that's right. A new haircut, maybe a new collar, maybe a new color as well in our fur. We're going to have a complete makeover. Yes, an extreme makeover. (laughs) (laughs) And we will be on television. On Australian television. Wow. With a famous actress. No way. It's getting better and better. We better stop now. We'll keep it for a bit later yeah we have also number three of our audiobook pirate the barking kookaburra and we will have of course my top dog and this time it's actually with two people and one dog the other thing is that we have top dog hotspot we have an inspiring top dog hotspot today have we shall i tell my story first yes go ahead my is actually a good story mine is that monica mattis in america her dog hazel vanished from her yard and that was uh, in may two years ago no, three years ago 2017 and then uh, she saw something on social network she saw a beer can with the photo of her dog printed on the beer can so her dog became famous a mascot of a beer can (laughs) no not quite that no the brewery who did that is actually known for collaborating with dog shelters and that's their way to adopt dogs or find new places for dogs so they found this dog hazel they renamed her day day put her on the beer can and said it's free for adoption and uh, monica saw it and she rang up and said hang on this is my dog (laughs) i want him back (laughs) yeah what a great story oh a happy ending doesn't mean you should drink beer Mm, only for a good cause that's right What's your story? Katja? My story is um, also a, a happy story. It's inspiring, sort of like the little train that could. It's about an unlikely shepherd dog. There is in New South Wales, I think it is, in on a farm in Mulong. I have no idea where that is precisely. New uh, South Wales. to be exact (laughs) somewhere in New South Wales yes and uh, Ebony Hewitt has a little ducks hound also known as sausage dog correct also known as Archie and Archie he decided that he wanted to be a shepherd dog and direct the sheep around and round up the sheep and stuff they thought he's a natural at it even though he's quite short, of course, that gives him, however, an advantage that with his little tiny legs that he's quite fast and agile. He turns out to be one of the best shepherd 
dog there really? is. But how can how can sheep see him? Because he's sort of very close <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Maybe he bites the ankles. Right. Or they might think, oh, there's a sausage coming. Well, sheep wouldn't know what the, so- what the sausage it's is. No. Maybe they think it's um, a wombat or something mm. and move and, out of the way. And is he uh, officially uh, acknowledged as a sheep dog? That I don't know, but he's a working dog. So I guess, yes. Good on him. Hmm. So you never know what kind of profession you might take up. Do you mean me or the dog? Anyone. <laughs> I couldn't become a sheep dog, I think. How about a hairdresser? Maybe. Maybe I could. Yes. That's right. You just opened Pandora's box, Katya. Why? Yeah, because talking of grooming or having a, a new haircut, there is a, a you know, all these, these television shows makeover or extreme makeover like queer eye what not to wear (laughs) snog mary avoid that's an english show that one i don't know i never heard of that (laughs) they're all crazy because ugly people walk in and they make them look beautiful this all happens with humans Mm -hmm. but now this is a big 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 event now it's going to happen with dogs awesome it's going to be an australian television event and it's called Pooch Perfect. A great name. Do you know why? No. Have you ever seen the movies Pitch Perfect? The name rings a bell. Yeah. Who's in it? Who's the big star in those <gasps> movies? Ah, oh, is it Rebel Wilson? It's Rebel Wilson and she will be hosting this show. Ah, oh, now it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, Pitch Perfect, Pooch Perfect sense. So Rebel <laughs> Wilson will host Pooch Perfect on Channel 7, an Australian television channel, sometime this month. We don't know yet when exactly. Ooh. It could be this Sunday, it could be next week or in two weeks. Okay. Now, how come that Rebel Wilson is in this show? We want to find out. And I found someone. She is a dog groomer. Her name is Rachel Fanuki. And we're going to ring her now. This is the start of something big. Who's perfect? I can't see nobody but you for all my This is where Australia's best pet stylists turn our furry friends from scruffy to fluffy. Oh my god. So amazing. I'll have you howling for more. This show is so good. Hey, Russell, are you feeling a bit left out? Because you are. Because everyone else is getting all pretty. But it's here, surrounded by unnecessary light bulbs, where the judging will begin and the best in show will be crowned. There we go. Pooch Perfect on Channel 7 very soon. Now, the big question is, Rachel, when is it actually going to be broadcast? We don't know that exactly. Have you an idea when it's going to happen? I think it's 13th or something. Yeah, so... It's very soon. But it's still a big, big secret. Yes. So what do you know about this show? What what is it going to be like? What they... I understand they've got some very shaggy dogs that need to have some grooming done, but they're going to be doing specialist grooming which is what your average groomer doesn't do. What is specialist grooming, if I may ask? Specialist grooming would be getting certain shapes out of the coat. Mm-hmm. So you're basically sculpting the dog 
to look like something else. So a little bit like Edward Scissorhands. I'm not sure if you saw the movie. Yes, yes, a little bit like Edward Scissorhands, yes. <laughs> now, That's Rachel, what it's going to be like. <laughs> Rachel, you used to be a dog groomer. Are you still a dog groomer? I am still a dog groomer, still yes. Are. So I can imagine, you know, if I watched that show, I would have no idea what they're doing and why they're doing it and how difficult or easy it is. But you being a professional, what is your approach? What do you think? It is very difficult what they're doing. And they really have to have very well-behaved dogs to do it. But can they choose the dogs themselves or they are just being given a dog? Oh, no, they've been given a dog. I think they've selected dogs that are well-behaved and have got long coats that can be shaped so they can actually work with an overgrown coat. Um, and it must be a decent-sized dog, something more than five kilos. So you can actually see the dog <laughs> on television, yeah. I assume. Yes. How will you watch that show? Do you think you will just lean back and enjoy, or do you will have a critical eye? I think I will lean back, enjoy it, and see the skill, because it does, although for the general public it looks ridiculous, <laughs> there is an absolute, there's so much skill in what they do. I just would like to sit back and, and enjoy it. It's like being those cooking shows where... The average cook couldn't cook like, you know, the chefs that are on TV. But you'd like to get ideas, that sort of thing. You know, you've got the top of the grade and then you have the ordinary person, the ordinary groomer. who probably doesn't get the opportunity to get to make a, a poodle look like a, a bison or for it to look like a lion. You don't see those dogs because most people don't get them done that way. Do you think that for other dog groomers it might be inspiring to and pick up some technique from those on TV? Absolutely. That's why I would be watching, to have a look at what they do and how they do it. Some of those coats have got products in them as well to, to make them stand up, uh, which is interesting. And it'd be interesting to see how they actually achieve what they want to achieve. From a skills point of view, it's, I think it's wonderful. I think well, for the general public, they can actually get exposed to what a groomer goes through. Can you describe us a particular skill that you need to have as a dog groomer? If you've got well-behaved dogs, you don't need dog handling, so that's really good. So you need to be able to keep the dog calm the whole time because it can take up to two hours and you're asking a dog who you don't know to stand for you still and quiet for two hours while you're going over its body and touching its feet and doing all these things. And it's a big ask of a dog. And it's um, also the skills, how to shape and when to use scissors, when to use clippers, you know, those sort of things. And, uh, you know, for me, I've been looking at where they start and finish particular things, whether they finish at the groin, whether they finish at the hock, at the shoulder, I want to see that. I want to be able to do that. So the point of the show is that uh, the dog owner or, and all the relatives, they don't see it when the dog is getting groomed, if that's the right expression. They see yeah. before and after. Yeah, and then, and yeah, that's sort before of before and after. See, they probably don't see the potential in what a groomer can achieve with their dog. They probably only take their dog in for a groom and it gets clipped from nose to tail, which is a comfort clip. Yeah. So what do you but think? What when we you do a show clip, it's gorgeous. So what do you think? What are we going to see? Are we are we going to see laughter, tears, shock, or? Oh, oh I think I think all of the above. I think yeah. <laughs> people are going to be surprised that their dog looks this way. People are going to be amused 
because some of those dogs that I saw in the, um, in the introduction, how they're very shaggy at the beginning and at the end, they look amazing and their coat's full and bouncy and beautiful. You know, you get emotional because you're attached to your dog. It's, it's another being in your household, you know. It's an, another person of your family. Seeing your children well dressed. It would be funny if they had a Hungarian pulley with all these very nice dreadlocks and then the shape. <laughs> <laughs> they can groom the dog in a way that you don't know anymore. What, what's what's the front? What's the back? <laughs> well, if they have a Hungarian pulley and they take the dreadlocks out, I think the owner will be crying. Those dreadlocks takes years mm. and a lot of work to get those dreadlocks. I'll be crying. I will. <laughs> <laughs> What's the nicest reaction that you ever got when you had uh, worked on a dog? I did a dog recently and they had a 16-year-old poodle, standard poodle. It was not the first poodle she'd owned, but this one was a rescue dog. And in the time frame that this lady had it, the dog had never had a poodle clip. It's been taken to the groomer and the groomer would shave it from nose to tail. Right, And when I groomed it, I put little bit of a bouffon on the head and I put some left some uh, hair on the ears and I made it look really nice. The lady, she was almost in tears. She said, this is beautiful. This is what this dog should be. And she felt that she never had the opportunity of enjoying her dog and being walking out and being proud of being next to her dog. Sounds funny, but people, this is their relationship with their dog. They, It is like their children. I mean, you want your children to be well-behaved and presented well in public and you feel proud of that same with your dog but the difference I is that a child can defend themselves they can say no i don't like that dress i don't like that hairdo but the dog can't the dog has to put up with it you never know if the dog is actually happy with what it's looked like i don't think a dog has a sense of self in that regard as long as their owner is happy they are happy and improves the relationship um i've had dogs that are really filthy and the lady has said I've, I've left it outside for a while because it's so disgusting it smells and everything and they bring the dog in and I groom it and I shave it and I shape it and suddenly the dog's allowed in and it's improved the relationship between the owner and the dog and that happens it's, it's important it's a relationship a dog looks toward a person to love it And you can't love a dirty dog. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, probably. Now, Rachel, why do you think is Rebel Wilson an actress? Why is she hosting that show? I think she has a a history with dog showing. I'm not too sure what breed of dog her family has. I think it was beagles, but I could be mistaken. She used to be the lady who'd take the dog in the ring. And that's her relationship. So she has a relationship with dogs. That's what she has, is a relationship with dogs. And she wants other people, I think, to enjoy. Right. What does it mean, taking the dog into the ring? A dog has to walk in a particular way so the judge can see its confirmation. And so you need somebody to walk and run with the dog and keep it in certain confirmations so that the judge can assess it. Right, so do you think and that so, she, she gained all, all her acting skills back then when she was taking the dogs uh, into the ring? More, more than likely, it would be, <laughs> you have to pretend to be Missy Pretty there. Yeah. You have to wear certain colours, believe it or not. You can't clash. If you're showing a black dog, you can't be wearing black. So you have to wear either white or cream or something to show off your dog's colours. 
So I suppose it's an extension of that. And Rebel Wilson is a very happy, sort of out there sort of person. So she would have been good in the ring, smiling and, you know, acting in a way, yes. Yeah, and she's easily to distinguish between, you know, a from a dog. I'm saying that I don't want to be rude. I have to say I have to tell you a story because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I be want <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I better do. Uh, no offense, please, anyone. Because yeah. I, I lost a dog once and we were putting out leaflets with a photo of the dog and the name and so on and we were distributing that leaflet to uh, vets and dog grooming places and there was one in Melbourne in a suburb. I went in there and it was full with poodles. So and I couldn't see the person who does the grooming so I was standing there saying hello hello and all of a sudden one of the poodles was yelling back hello <laughs> and I looked the second time and it wasn't a poodle it was the owner but she had she she, she had bent over to groom one of the poodles um, and her hairdo was like <laughs> of a poodle so yeah the owner's yep yeah so she looked like that. that's why I had to bring in that Talk. My you have you, been you a, don't know me. You don't know, ah, I have long. Hang on, hang on. No, no, hair. no, don't give it away. What dog do you own? I have several dogs, but my my main dog is a Maltese cross west cross no cross uh, long haired Chihuahua. So that's what you look and like. Then. <laughs> Is that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> I I have I have very long thick hair, and it's nice and long. And I used to own an Afghan. Oh. So, I'm jealous now. <laughs> yeah, I love an Afghan because it looks so nice. But when I groom red poodles, when I'm grooming, some people couldn't tell. I was I could hide the dog in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel, we have to stop here because we're running out of time. But we would love to talk to you more as soon as the show is being broadcast. I would love to hear your opinion, your experience, how you experienced that show so can we ring back in two weeks time you can indeed that'll be wonderful yeah we will looking forward to it rachel thank Fanuki, you very much adrian uh, thank you thank you bye rachel Fanuki, dog groomer and a big fan of the big television event that's going to happen in australia soon very soon a reality tv show a makeover show called pooch perfect with Rebel Wilson. Ooh, I'm um. so going to tune in. <laughs> and hopefully for everyone not in Australia, there will be maybe a remake in your area or maybe a dubbed version yeah, or subtitled say, version. They, are, they have similar shows already on ah. television, private channels in America, maybe in England as well. Not a sort of a high format like this one. This one that mm. probably is will go around the world, I'm sure. Well, it has landed here in our Top Dog podcast. So it's going around. A big start. <laughs> now, talking about humans that look like uh, their dogs. Yeah, or, or they could hide in their hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our colleague Philly showed me a photo of a dog that looks very much like a very famous um, actor. I'll show it to you. So the title says, yeah. uh, you go for a walk and suddenly you bump into... Richard Gere. He <laughs> <laughs> does look like Richard yeah, Gere, doesn't it's he? It's the eyes. It's the eyes. Yeah. We have a saying in German, How could we translate that? Like the master, so the bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the German version is yeah. nicer. 
Let's go to my top dog. We've got one again this time. And this happy dog actually has two owners. And uh, one is uh, Russell. The other one is called Christian. And I met them in a dog park in Melbourne. And their dog is a Kawoodle called Vivian. She's a toy cavoodle, so um, her parents were a toy poodle and a King Charles cavalier. Her name's Vivian. She's now five months. She's just a week, just a couple of days off five months. So, um, yeah, we got her at eight weeks and... Yeah. How was that time so far? It's been <laughs> crazy. Like, it's been such little time, but, like, it feels like she's been with us forever. And she's grown so much. Like, compared to other dogs, she's still quite small. But from when we got her, she was so teeny. Like, you could hold her in your hands. And now she's, like, doubled in size, tripled even. Um, still a little dog. Yeah, still a little dog, though. Now, honestly, is she more a dog to you or a child? A child. More of a child. Yeah. Definitely. Um, she sleeps on the bed. She's got her toys. She's got all her little knickknacks and everything. She pretty much owns the house. <laughs> So do you take her, I mean, she's got a good size, do you take her wherever you go, or is she actually um, at home? Mostly, mostly everywhere. We we haven't really, we've taken her to dinner, cafes. Into um, the cafe? In Australia? Um, mo Mostly outside. There are a few places ha that have let us take her inside, because that was when she was a little bit smaller. I don't know now. Um, I, I have seen that Chapel Street has just um, uh, made a list of places where you can take your dog in right. and also like um, shops and different cafes and stuff like that and it's the most um, known place to take your, your, your pets and you can take them in and out with you. Because mm. we do have quite strict rules about dogs in Australia. I mean lots of people have dogs but you can't take them anyway so how do you agree or disagree with that? Do you think that's a good thing that you keep dogs away from all these public places? Um, well as I, I find as long as their owners are with them and, and actively watching them um, I think the rules are in place for a reason and what about taking a dog into a restaurant? I mean, you can hear, I'm, I'm from Europe, Switzerland. We take our dogs into a restaurant, but here you can't. Do you think that's okay? Um, I understand why, you know, like hygiene and all that kind of stuff. And people could be allergic. Um, but I, I, I find that there's a lot of places that are starting to allow. You still have to do it outdoors. You, yeah, you still have to do it outdoors. What made you decide to have a dog anyway? Um, uh, well, we've wanted one for a long time. We've wanted one for a long time. Mm. Just, um, you know, like, um, you know, like, we live together and 
And well, we have to introduce you too now. <laughs> What's your name? Christian. I'm Russell. Christian. Um, we're married, husband. Yeah. Okay. So you both decided to have a dog, or was one of you? I had dogs when I was little, when I was younger. I've always wanted a dog, and I know that Russell having a dog would be good as a companionship kind of thing. So, yeah. um, I've never had a dog before, so this is my first. Yeah. But I like dogs, so yeah. well, I, we'd I, never I, be able to get a cat. Yeah. We would never <laughs> be a cat. I don't like cats. You don't like cats. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't mind cats. I would like yeah. a cat, but you don't like cats. Um, yeah, mainly just for companionship and, and just you know mm. if 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 I'm annoying Russell, then he can go to the talk to the puppy instead of me. <laughs> yeah. and you're always being loved by the dog anyway mm. you know, whatever yeah, you do yeah, whatever yeah. you are unconditional yeah yeah and uh, was it hard to decide what kind of dog you want or you both agreed straight away we knew we wanted a small dog yeah um so it was either poodle cavoodle um a, a, a french bulldog would have been cool but then I always wanted a fluffy dog, and I like fluffy brown dogs, and they're really cute. And then we, I was just looking on Gumtree, and we saw her, and then, yeah, we were like, that's the one that we want. And we just, we just, it was a quick decision within, like, it was the few days, and then within a week we had her, but we'd been w- w- talking about it for a good few years, um, but just never actually went through with it. But then we saw it, and I was like, this, this is the dog. And then she's been she's been perfect actually. Yeah. She's really good. Perfect. Good with people. Good temperament. Sorry. <laughs> she's still a puppy. Oh, she's pretty. What is she? I always pick on the little she, kids. Yeah, she loves the little kids. She has them for breakfast. <laughs> she's um, Willow, Kelpie, Dingo, Blue Heeler Cross. Yeah. Oh wow. So, oh, you can and, see, I can see all of it, yeah. Yeah, and very stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> now, have I asked you already how much you spoil Vivian? <laughs> oh, Lots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I, when we got her, I pretty much brought everything in a pet store, <laughs> and for the first, for the first two months, I was probably getting orders in from online every week of new like you know jackets toys treats she's got a she's got a whole little treats cupboard for herself (laughs) has she got her own room one day Uh, maybe 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 one day she's sleeping in the bed she has her own little area in our room but um, she started to sleep on the bed and now she Mm. the bed's hers so does he leave a bit of room for you two guys? <laughs> well, she's good she's size. Small enough, so she's, she's small enough. She's small enough. Yeah. Over. And I, I've always like there's people that say, oh, don't ever let them on the bed. Otherwise, they'll stay there all the time. I'm like, but I want the dog on the bed. <laughs> so. Well, that's a, that's the point, you know. People are disgusted by the thought of the dog, but if you want it, that's your choice. And I want. She keeps us yeah. warm in when it's cold, and mm. she's cute. Well, nice to have a chat with you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank nice you. to meet you. Nice we'll to meet you, Vivian. Listen to the yes, please. That was today's My Top Dog with Russell, Christian and Vivian. 
Adrian, we are going to listen to another episode of Pirate the Barking Kokabora. Yeah. Kokabara. Kokabara. <laughs> now it's going for a whole year, so you have enough time to pronounce that word correctly, Katja. It's I called, will never get it. It's called Pirate the Barking Kokabara. It's an Australian bird, very lovely bird, a predator actually, but it comes across very that's a very lovely lovely bird anyway so this one uh, pirate he gets lost and he ends up in a backyard and meets three dogs and a cat and they befriend each other we heard so far that he doesn't know where he comes from and now we'll see what happens next <laughs> Next day, long before the first sunbeams hit the couch on the veranda, Pirate woke up. He did not open his eyes yet. He felt the warmth and the softness of Steltz's legs around his body and snuggled up to them one last time. He felt so comfortable that a deep sigh came out of his beak from deep down in his belly. Finally, he jumped up like a spring and hopped onto Steltz's forehead. Wake up! Let's play! Steltzer did not hear him. She was still snoring. Pirate looked around. What he saw seemed strange, but at the same time very familiar to him. The backyard with its tiny vegetable patch and dozens of flower pots. The gum tree in the far corner. The veranda with its sun-bleached timber decking. The couch with its ripped cover and Steltzer. Somehow, Pirate felt a bit strange about himself too. He couldn't really say what it was that made him feel safe being around Steltzer. She definitely was not a kookaburra or any other bird. However, her ears were as big as grown-up kookaburra wings. Pirate could not imagine that Steltzer would ever manage to fly with them. They were too fluffy. He took a good grip with his claws on Steltzer's forehead and leaned forward. He stretched his neck as far as he could and grabbed the tip of Steltzer's ears with his beak. He lifted it up. It was very hard work. The ear was heavy and Pirate had to step backwards, at the same time making sure he did not fall off. It cost him a lot of effort, and he surely was losing strength. Soon, his beak could not hold on to it any longer, and he let go. Steltzer's ear slipped back like a wet towel falling off a rack and landed over her eyes with a slap. That looked too funny. It made Pirate laugh, but all that came out of his throat was a weird and squeaking sound. Compared to Pirate's beak, Steltzer's mouth was an odd shape and texture. Pirate's beak was pointy, hard and strong. Steltzer's mouth was round 
and the skin as soft as the feathers under a bird's wing. How did she catch a worm with that? Pirate asked himself, pulling her lips. Both claws pushing firmly against Stelz's snout, he used all his strength and stretched the gummy lip almost over his head. There was this hollow smack, like the sound of a popping cork, as the lip flipped back and Pirate fell backwards, landing on his bottom. Ouch! Steltzer opened her eyes. What happened? Did you hurt yourself? She pulled her tongue over Pirate's chest, licking away some dust stuck between the feathers. Pirate thought it was a funny game and surrendered himself to the tickling of the tongue. He squealed and shrieked and thought this was sheer bliss. Steltzer's tongue made its way up to his head. Pirate, still on his back and his legs helplessly kicking the air, stared at the huge tongue hovering above his face. It was as wet as a dripping face cloth. No! He yelled. But it was too late. The tongue landed on his face with a smack like a whale's splash into the ocean. It buried him under its warm and spongy flesh. Pirate held his breath. Yuck, yuck. He choked as the tongue slid over his beak and eyes, leaving a soaking trail of dog spit. Having a morning bath, mate? Buddha said, amused as he placed himself on the couch's armrest. Babies are all the same. They don't like to be washed. I'm not a baby anymore. I'm the most dreaded pirate in the world. Ajax jumped onto the veranda. He was panting. I did it. I've won. I'm first again. Great. Absolutely fantastic. Nobody beats me. I am the fastest dog in Tantraboo. Good morning, everybody. Shortly after, Hoover jumped onto the veranda. Rather, he dragged himself up. His tongue was hanging out of his mouth and nearly touching the ground. I nearly won by the skin of my teeth, but at least I came second. That's pretty good. Good morning, everybody. How can anyone be so brainless? said Buddha, rolling his eyes. Speaking of brain, I thought last night about our strange fellow pirate. The fact that he does not know where his home is and how he got here means that he is suffering amnesia. Um... What? Amnesia. Amnesia. Is that the name of the UFO he travelled with? It is the name of the planet he comes from. Buddha threw his front legs over his head. Amnesia is the medical term for loss of memory. Pirate can't remember a thing. It's like he has an empty wall in his head. Someone or something has taken off the pictures. They're gone. He's lost them all. I haven't lost anything. I've never had anything anyway. Buddha pointed at him. See what I mean? How can he lose his memory? Probably got a hefty knock on his head, mate. Or had a bad adventure he prefers not to remember. 
Did you? Pirate shrugged his wings. Let's go and search for your memory. Us dogs are champions in sniffing things out. Great idea. Let's start in the backyard. It might still be there. Buddha raised his voice. You could hear that he now was on the brink of losing it. Hold your breath, you... dogs! A memory is not a thing hiding under a rock. His memory got lost in his brain, mate. He has to find it himself. As a matter of fact, it is a brilliant idea to search for Pirate's memory. We will take him on a walk through Tantrabu. Any tree or rock or creek we'll come across, he might recognise it and it may trigger his memory. Step by step, he will remember where he came from. That was Pirate the Barking Kookaburra. Mm, good on you. Thank you. Well, it was luck, pure yeah. luck. <laughs> uh, but what is not pure luck is that we can surely say we will play one chapter in every episode for the whole entire year. And if you can't wait that long, then you can hop onto the website bubenberg.com. There you find a button where you can actually download the whole play in one hit with a little bit of money. You can even buy the printed book. Does that, exist as well. That would be very nice. Yeah. Hmm. And while you're reading the book, you could still listen to us, to a Top Dog podcast, because unfortunately for today, this was it. And uh, if you like, you could send us an email at woof woof at topdog.space. Mm -hmm. And if you like us... You can drop a line as well. <laughs> <laughs> the more comments we get, the more people will be alerted that we do actually exist. Topdog.space is our website. The other one again, openberg.com. Check them out and we'll hear you next time. My name is Adrian. Bye-bye. I'm Katja. Bye-bye and say hello to your dog from me. <laughs>